Welcome to your Actives Digital Brief podcast. My name is Luca Bertuzzi, your digital and media editor. This week, we take a closer look at France's industrial strategy for developing new tech giants. For an overview on all things digital in the EU, sign up to our free newsletter or visit the website youractive.com. This is Euractive's Digital Brief podcast. This episode is powered by Google. To ensure that the latest and best technology works for Europeans while protecting the values and rights Europeans hold dear, the Digital Markets Act needs to be evidence-based and take into account the specificities of the different businesses and markets. That's why we work constructively with regulators to promote skills and technology, make changes to our products, and ensure oversight. Now, on with the show. Today we are going to talk about uh, France and its uh, tech strategy in the context of a broader uh, European industrial strategy. We have uh, with us Mathieu Pollet from Euractive France. Hello, Mathieu. Hi, Luca. So, Mathieu, there is a lot of talk about uh, digital sovereignty in Brussels. Some say even tech sovereignism, uh, nationalism or protectionism. What, what is France's role in this discussion? Well, I believe that France wants to contribute in this discussion by leading the way, actually. Um, Emmanuel Macron wants to be among the, the European frontrunners when it comes to artificial intelligence or cybersecurity. Um, he also wants to catch up on the cloud uh, industry. And last but not least, he has not been afraid of going up against Americans while implementing a GAFA tax um, in a bid to push for broader negotiation on di taxing digital multinationals, as we are seeing it right now. But on the other hand, Fr French definition of digital sovereignty is not always um, as strict as it could be. Um, the data from one of our unicorns, Doctolib, which, um, which has allowed French people to take medical appointments online and which has been part of the um, vaccination strategy in France, the data are hosted by Amazon, while our health data hub is also hosted by Microsoft Services. And actually, not so long ago, our cybersecurity agency launched a brand new label um, for secured and trusted clouds, I quote. And this label will guarantee there is no technical risk nor threat that those clouds fall under the scope of foreign law like the American Cloud Act. And yet, at the same time, um, the, the French Digital Secretary said that this would not be a problem if Microsoft or Google were to contribute to those clouds on the technical side. So you see, there are a few contradictions that the French authorities need to address, uh, maybe for the sake of consistency. But we have seen some success in the French uh, tech agenda. France was ranked by a consultancy firm EY as the first European country for foreign investment, I think for the second year in a row. And uh, it has seen a growing number of startups and now of unicorns, startups valued up to 1 billion euros. So now Paris has announced that they want to develop big tech companies. Do you think they will manage to step up their game? That's the big challenge at the moment. That, that's right. And I think it will step up its game for sure. The, the government keeps repeating its ambition to have 25 unicorns by 2025. And two weeks ago, actually, Macron said that he wanted Europe to have 10 tech giants worth 100 billion euros by 2030. So these are two strong commitments, but I think they are within reach. 
in order to get there, the French government is trying to help on the investment side, which is probably the, the, the most important thing when it comes to, to startup. At the beginning of June, it brought together 21 institutional investors who are committed to releasing up to 6 billion euros by the end of 2022 for late stage investment funds and global tech listed shares established in France. So I think we will be getting there. But the real question though is, will France manage to step up its game on the same level as GAFAM? And what's very interesting about this is that at the VivaTech event that occurred a few weeks ago, Emmanuel Macron said that the question on whether we would need to dismantle them, the, the GAFAM, he meant, is legitimate, I quote, and is to be asked sooner or later. So does he want to make room for European giants? I guess we'll see. We will see what the Americans have to say about that as well. Anyway, uh, so we have seen recently that uh, Quant, uh, the Franco-German initiative to create a European search engine alternative to Google, well, is basically a financial disaster. They had to ask uh, several million euros to Huawei, I think eight, just to say uh, afloat. So the commissioner for innovation, Gabriel, urged European leaders to be realistic and, and to avoid trying to replicate the companies um, that we we see in the US now. Uh, some call this uh, the Silicon Valley complex. Um, so the idea is for Europe to find its own competitive edge. What do you think is the French competitive advantage in this technological race? We might not be able to compete on the investment side with, with the US or, or even China. And, and yet, actually, I, I was just reading this morning um, a piece uh, when it said that venture capital funds have disbursed 47.4 billion euros in the European tech startups so far this year. And that's a bigger increase in investments in Europe compared to the US. So the trend might be shifting already. But one thing's for sure uh, for France and for Europe is that talents are here. Now they need to, to stay actually in France or in Europe. And that's why Emmanuel Macron said also recently that he was in favor of creating a European tech visa with possibility of social rights on the continent and some help for, for them to get settled actually wherever they choose to, to live. So the startups are here in France and Europe. They now need to, to scale up. And last but not least, and this may sound counterintuitive at first, but I also think that the main competitive advantage for France and for Europe, for European companies, lies in data regulation, actually, uh, because there are growing concerns over privacy online over the world, all across Europe, but all across the globe. So I believe that both Paris and Brussels will and should probably make the most of the European way they they sometimes promote as opposed to the American and the Chinese way. That's all we got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our free Digital Brief newsletter to receive a comprehensive overview on digital affairs in the world of European politics and policy. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Amazon Music. I'm your Luca Bertuzzi and thank you for listening.